Pardon My Parsi. My name's Charlie Sauer, and I'm joined by Kelly Marsh. Hey, Kelly. Hello, Charlie. How are you today? I'm doing good. Are you ready to talk foreign policy? Yeah, I was going to mention, so Charlie brings up the topics they were talking about, and today we're going international. Is that how you say it? <laughs> that, I mean, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I'll admit, uh, in D.C., you kind of choose what you're going to do. I'm an economist, mm-hmm. and I went domestic policy. So really, the thing that I tend to talk about or tend to know about or tend to read about are domestic issues. So when it comes to foreign policy, I am a little bit behind on some things. But I thought the speech had a couple of things that were important. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good thing. It's a very current thing for right now. And um, I love some of the language uh, in the speech. So we'll get to that when we get to it. But let's do it. Let's introduce our, our topic today. All right. We have Emmanuel Macron giving his victory speech after beating Marine Le Pen in the French election. And it was a divisive election. He won by le- a lower percent, although still a fairly big victory, but a lower percent than he won in the last election against also Marine Le Pen. And um, yeah, he's uh, on edge over there. I think he won by 5 million votes and I think he got around 13 and a half million votes. So if, if that's correct. So yeah, percentage wise of the voting public lower, but uh, still a sizable number of ballots cast. And some interesting, like, there's a story in the New York Times that just talked about the the apathy involved with this election, and it's the people that were like, "Ugh, I just, I just don't care anymore," and yeah. couldn't couldn't make a choice. Yeah, I think so. You've got Le Pen, who is uh, regularly called far right in the yeah. press, and then you've got Macron, who is the sitting president; he's the incumbent. Uh, and certainly tends to be uh, more on the left. I mean, he used to be in the French Socialist Party uh, before running in a more centrist uh, way years ago, five years ago. And he's a young guy too, right? He's not even, I think he might be 44, 45. He's, you know, he's, I don't think he's even 45 yet. So he's a, a young guy and the country is super divided. It's, I don't think it's probably fair to put Trump into this discussion to make Le Pen a, a Trumpian figure, but maybe I, I honestly don't know that much about the French politic system, but I did read articles. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I guess I'll start with Macron a little bit because I, I don't have too much to say about him except that you didn't say, but my favorite line of his, and I believe it was from the last election is that he was running for the radical center. And I love that idea of like, you know, there's a lot of divisiveness out here right now. I am going down the center and I'm going to fight for it. And that's the president that I'm going to be. And so I think it was it's an interesting statement. You can never picture even a a Joe Biden who is more centrist than uh, some of the other presidents we've had 
uh, recently, you can't imagine him getting out on a stump or a victory speech or anything and saying that he was running for the radical center, even though we kind of know in primaries, people run to the edges and in the in the general, they run back to the center. Anybody claiming that they're running for the center is generally going to lose a lot of their base in the U.S. So I think it's an interesting statement on their politics. And then regarding Le Pen, I think you're right. I think that their radical right is different than ours, but um, she has the kind of the nationalistic, the the pro-France, they mm-hmm. want workers to stay in France, they want to keep immigrants out type of the far right aspects it, as far as that's yeah. concerned. She yeah. has some other things that aren't exactly, uh, don't align with our far right, but you know, yeah, it's, she's it's still similar. She's pro-French, anti-EU, I think is a good way. She, you know, she wants French laws to have supremacy over European Union laws, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Which, which I think is fair politics. It's interesting. I don't always know if it's like the right choice. Like they were going to get out of NATO, getting out of NATO right now with the Ukraine conflict uh, kind of sends an uh, oh, interesting message to Russia. Um, the Ukraine conflict also had a lot to do with this election. I think uh, Marine Le Pen wanting to get out of NATO was a part of it. I think... I believe she had ties. She had uh, Russian donors to her campaign. Uh, other people that were also in the general had ties to Russia. And so Macron was just one of these guys who ended up kind of in the clean middle and mm-hmm. so ended up benefiting from that. All right, let's get into the speech. It's fairly short. It's fairly tight. There's a couple, as Kelly said, there's uh, some words and phrases that are interesting. And But there there's some things to discuss in here. After five years of transformation, as well as on the 24th of April 2022, the majority of us has made the choice for me to be president of your republic. I would like to thank all my supporters who've made this election a possibility. When you really touch the heart, you can get to the truth. That was, um, first off, it's, I, this is how American and how domestic I am. It's interesting mm-hmm. to hear somebody else refer to their country as your republic. I, yeah, well, it's simple, but it's uh, I mean, it is a republic is a is a phrase describing a form of government. It's a republic, but we have the republic. That's the I, right. it was just funny reading it. I, I understood my stupidity while I was reading it. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Did you uh, study the, the French Revolution? I I did Let's not. not get into that. Let's not get into that. But I, I, I stopped because when you really touch the heart, you can get to the truth. And I think that this kind of hits it kind of Macron's one of his talents, which is speaking. And I think that that's just kind of one of those. You can see that as being poetry, right? Um, sure. Explaining how how he tries to communicate is talking to the heart. I describe that same view as winning the getting moral authority or taking the moral high ground in a fight. I think this is probably a, a little bit more. It's a nicer way of putting it. Sure. And through investments in deep change, carry on ensuring concrete progress for everyone by assuring creativity, innovation in our country in order to ensure that France is a major ecological nation. Now, I believe I've, I've this word ecological caught me. Uh, so the transcript that I took was from an interpreter and the French government submitted a transcript. And there were differences between the two. Hmm. Now, 
I actually believe that he's saying ecological or environmental or right. something along that lines here. And in the government speech, there was some environment. There was an environmental like sentence that seems to go along with this. Well, but I kind of like changing this to economic. Now, I don't think that that's the case because Macron has some major environmental policies as a part of what he does. But it's interesting because he brings up the point assuring creativity and innovation, which is what we would consider maybe more of a right talking point. It could be center right even. You don't have to go too far right. Center left, it can start. But the far left really isn't talking about innovation as much as middle on right. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's certainly uh, economic uh, ramifications for ecological points of view. So I I can see where you're making that connection. All right, continuing on. I also know (laughs) that a number of our compatriots have voted for me, not necessarily to support my ideas, but to act as a barrier to the extreme right. Now, I... Uh, He's taking a shot there, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's taking a shot at him. He's taking a shot at the far right. But in a way, he's taking a shot at himself. So this is kind of like, I don't think Biden said it. And maybe maybe we need to go look at Biden's victory speech. But Biden, a lot of why Biden won is a lot of pushback on Trump. And I just don't see Biden saying that, you know, that he didn't actually earn all of the votes that he got, that it was, in fact, the other guy that made people so mad that they went ahead and voted for Biden. Right. Yeah. So you didn't really like me, but you figured I was the better of the two. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and I don't know, but it's interesting. Again, it's the way that he talks. And I think it's that radical centrist thing. I, I, it's really self-aware. And especially as you said, for being as young as he is, that's, a a rare trait to have continuing on. I would hear like to thank them and tell them that I am aware of this vote and will oblige me in the future years to make sure that I'm a depository of their sense of responsibility. Yeah. It's a very French way of speaking. I, I wonder to me, is it, it is a French way of speaking. I guess I would, this is one of those that I would like to see like, different interpretations like is this the way the interpreter brought yeah. it down because it it is very french but it also sounds like i don't know i don't know if that's the way that he actually said it i don't know what it actually means he's going to be a depository of the fact that they don't like him and his policies but they voted for him anyway well i think i, 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 I mean think that if we just chunk the whole idea or feeling together that he's going to take in or be a depository, take Mm -hmm. in their thoughts. And that is going to give him a sense of responsibility to, to at least understand their side as he moves forward. Yeah. And, And respect for the differences that have been expressed over the past few weeks. It is interesting that other country we have like a campaign season is like a year and a half over here. And, uh, over in Europe, it seems like all of them are in that few week, couple of month range where it's just a lot shorter. Yeah, this one, this is actually the runoff, right? They had more, much more people and nobody got to a certain level. So the top two uh, duked it out. I think that's how this, that works. Yep. 
a vast knowledge of French political system. <laughs> Continuing, I also believe that I'm thinking of all of our compatriots who abstained. Their silence means that they refuse to choose and will also have to respond to that. I mean, it's the same idea. There, People just didn't vote. I love the word compatriots. He uses it a couple times. I need to figure out how to start working that into my daily language and speaking. Because, uh, you know, we talk about that sort of phrase in, on several episodes. You know, my fellow Americans, that kind yeah. of thing. But com- compatriots, that's just perfect. You're just person from the same country. That's all it means. Why don't... That's it. It feels it feels Russian to me. It's comrade, comrade, I guess, is the not yeah. compatriots. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. you win. Maybe we should use compatriots more. That's the. <laughs> I'm going to. All right, my uh, my church. Uh, I'm not. I I went to a religious school, as you know, but uh, I d- I decided to take up, and this is a joke for those of you who just want to look into it and see. But it's the Church of the Subgenius. Which goes with the compatriots thing. It's basically, if you just take the phrase, it's the church of normal people. (laughs) Okay. I thought you were going to go with the the spaghetti monster, church of the spaghetti monster. No, Bob Bob is the savior of the church of the subgenius. I gotcha. He's the world's greatest salesman. Got it. Uh, Continuing on. I also believe, I'm thinking... Uh, that's just reading the same section again. I finally believe that those who voted for Madame Le Pen, I know how disappointed she must be tonight from the beginning. I am no longer a candidate for one particular side, but I'm the president of everyone. Now I deleted it out of the summary, but as he was giving this section, the people in the audience started whistling and he told them to stop whistling and he had asked them beforehand not to be anti-Le Pen. So whistling is their boo. They're and yeah. so he was asking them, like, let's not be against her. Let's try to unify tonight. Which I, again, like, I don't know how much of his policies I agree with. But when you're reading somebody's speech, I like that idea. Like, he didn't, he's not just doing a show of like, no, don't brag. He went up and made a concerted effort beforehand to tell them, let's not do this. And so that we can unify people. So it's even a strategy as he's moving forward. You know, he also did say very clearly, nanny, 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 boo, boo. (laughs) I'm the president. Right. Uh, He said clearly, I'm your president now. And so it's also an expectation that they'll get behind him and support him and his policies or at least be civil elections. I don't think you have to get behind. See, I'm wearing my Buffalo Bills hat today, yeah. right? But I live in Houston, Texas, and uh, I'm really irritated. This is a dumb analogy, but it's going to make sense in the end. I'm really irritated with the Houston, Texas, and the way that they're owned and managed, and I don't pay attention to them right now. I haven't for several years because never mind. But I'll criticize them on Facebook every once in a while when I think they do something silly, I'll say that, you know, I'm not vulgar about it, but I will write a comment. And somebody's always like, I'm forever Texan. Ah, ah, they're always going to be my team. Well, that's great. I, I support them too, but I get to criticize them because I pay money to go see the, them play a game. We used to be season ticket holders at the time. So I think that's maybe what Macron is saying is, okay, guys, you don't have to support me, but... um my policies, but I'm the president. And so I'm the guy, I'm the one who's in charge and I'm going to be leading us my way. 
Well, it's anytime you have that trump card of president, right? It's the like the re- yeah. like the minority response to the State of the Union always looks just dumb because the president has yeah. the everybody in the government sitting in front of them, House, Senate, military, chief justices, and all of these cameras are on them. And then the, the minority response is like some dude in an office ducking off screen to drink water in the middle of his speech. Like it, <laughs> who, who was that, that? No, somebody drank right. That it was, was uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, yeah. Rubio. I, that's it, I yeah. mean, like when you can say like, I'm president that just, that just wins. And so you do, you're right. You don't have to brag. How was that? Elections have consequences, right? Isn't that the thing we all say now? They do. They do. All right. Continuing on. Today's vote means that we'll have to think about all of the difficulties of lives. uh, Today's vote means that we'll have to think about all the difficulties of lives lived and to respond with efficiency to the anger that's been expressed. Continuing. My dear compatriots, you have a choice for a humanist project, ambitious for the independence of our country For our Europe, a project which is Republican in its values, a project that is so that is a social project and an ecological project, a project which is founded on work and creation, a project of the freeing of our forces on an academic level, level, cultural level and entrepreneurial. I like coming into this not knowing really the politics that I'm reading about because if you yeah. just applied this to U.S. politics straight across the board, I have no idea what mm-hmm. he's talking about. No, no, that's that's where I when I read it ahead of time, I am like, I don't know what this is. I, I mean, because it's interesting. So we understand uh, ind- ambitious for the independence of our country for our Europe. So this is going to be good for us and for Europe, who is, you know, their they're surrounding trade partners. So that makes complete sense. A project which is Republican in its values. Now, I I believe that he means just pro-Republic in that statement. Yes, I think that's accurate. It's not the American Republican Party. It's pro-Republic. That's what I believe. It, yeah. which, which makes sense then. And then a project that is a social project and an ecological project. Okay. Now, if we just look at that, we all understand what those words mean if we apply it to the the u.s political system he's on the left now then you continue on a project which is founded on work and creation well now i'm confused because if i take that out of context and put it in the u.s system that's a statement from the right then a project of freeing our forces on an academic level cultural level and entrepreneurial and that's just a melange of everything so i it's interesting to see i think that this is radically centrist and therefore interesting. So I, I think he went, he kind of maybe set this up by talking, hey guys, dogs are back in case you can't hear them. Um, he kind of sets this up earlier on when he talks about those that voted for me and supported me, those that didn't support my policies necessarily, but voted for me, those that didn't vote for me. And I think he's kind of setting the table there into what he presents here. That's, you know, the wildly or radically whatever centrist. Yeah. All right, continuing on. I want to work towards a fair society and equality between men and women. The war in Ukraine exists to remind us that we're going through tragic times where France must have its voice heard and show the clarity of that choice. 
We'll also have to be respectful because, after all, our country is full of doubts and full of divisions. No one will be left by the wayside. It'll be our responsibility to together to ensure this unity, and therefore we'll be able to live a happier life in France. I left this because it mentions the war in Ukraine. It mentions society and the equality between men and women, but... It, Especially just reading it here, it's basically just a blah blah section of the speech. Uh, and as you were reading it, that's exactly what was going through my head: blah blah <laughs> blah. Right, and that, it really uh, was. I mean, you know that it's one of the reasons we break these down because uh, I think we went. This speech was somewhere around a thousand words. I think we're probably at around I think four hundred right now. And how long the speech is? There's just it's what political it's actually how we talk is there's a lot of blah, blah. And so when you take out yeah. a lot of the blah, blah, it, we can actually have a discussion about it a lot tighter, which is again, why we do the whole podcast. But sometimes like in this case, the blah, blah is kind of necessary to at least see what he's talking about. Sure. All right. Continuing on the coming years will not necessarily be tranquil. <clears throat> tranquil. The coming years will not necessarily be tranquil. They will be historical. I have no idea what he's talking about, but I love that phrase. Like the next years won't be easy, but they'll be historical. And I love that basic idea. And maybe he's talking about the war and maybe he's talking about recovery from COVID, but it's pretty cool to, to say, you know, we're going to make history over the next couple of years. And my guess is that we're looking at one speech and we're missing the whole total context of the campaign. And perhaps this makes sense if you see the larger context of that, the whole weeks and weeks of campaign. I don't want to go over all of his speeches, Kelly. That's not cool. I'm not planning to, not planning to. All right. It, continuing. It won't be the continuity of the previous five years, but it'll be a new method to try and ensure better years at the service of our country, of our youth. He's meaning that he's not going to have the same government because he didn't win by the same majorities. Yeah. There's the far right definitely had a bigger vote. He, there was other people that didn't even get 5% of the vote. So they're not going to have public support. Like all sorts of things are going to change in his government. And I think as yeah. compared to our, our system in the U S it, it's just interesting to see that he's, he won again. He has a second term, but he's going to have a completely different government. And that happens here too, but maybe not quite the same way. Yeah. Continuing. Every one of us will have a responsibility. Each and every one of us will have to commit themselves because after all, all of us represent more than ourselves. That's what really m makes the French people ensures this extraordinary strength that I love so deeply, so intensely, and that I am so proud of being able to serve once again. Long live the Republic. Long live France. Yeah. And cheers and yay. Right. Whatever. That's, this is like, <laughs> I want him to like, if you just reading those long live the Republic, long live France, he's sitting at the round table, like pounding his sword on the table. I, right. I want, I like, you want to use compatriot. I want to use that at a bar. Like. Long live the Republic. <laughs> long live Virginia. You know, or long live the Commonwealth, I guess. Long live the, the Commonwealth. Yes. Long live Virginia. I think, I think that a whole lot of people would just turn and look at you like, 
What is wrong with you? Now, do that in a bar in Texas, <laughs> and people will buy you drinks all night. See? It's just a different. It's just a difference. Yeah. I don't picture them making that sort of like, I don't know. It is. Uh, <sighs> I have curtailed myself from making any French jokes the whole episode. I want you to know that. I'm not, I'm not interested in making fun of the French people. And their history. <laughs> we can just, it, it just sits out there. All right, everybody Google your French yeah. jokes and insert three random ones into what Kelly should have said right. in this. You can leave them in the comments or emails to me. Uh, send send right. me your French jokes. I don't, I honestly, this is one of those things. Like, again, he's a young politician. He won a heated race. Uh, he has the term uh, radical centrist, which I think is cool. He admits that he didn't like necessarily, he won the election, but it might not have been just because of him. But then this ending I think is cool. And I would need to read some of his other speeches, politicians or some of maybe Marine Le Pen's speeches to see if she ends in yeah. a similar way. But I just thought it was a cool ending. Cause as you said, they, they, you know, it's God bless America for politicians yeah. in the U S but long live yeah. the Republic long live France. I thought was really neat. Yeah, no good way to finish it off. Get the, you know, it's his victory speech, right? So be victorious national pride and hooray France. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, there you go. I'm going to clip that and send your hooray France clip around. <laughs> okay. Do that. All right. Awesome. Thanks everybody. Hit that like and subscribe button. Come back for more. Thanks for listening to this episode. See you later, compatriot. Thank you.